You are now listening to the Foobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Rubin. Ooh. Triple. Three for three. Oh, wow. Uh, is that a yerba mate, Tim? No, actually. This is <laughs> um, a Sweetwater IPA uh, tall guy. Tall guy. <laughs> you see, you, you tricked me with the yellow can there. Mm-hmm. No, this this stuff is good. It, it's like, it's really good. It's like a tea, almost. Ooh. Very herbal. Jackson, are you drinking yerba mate? No, I'm drinking a lime Lacroix. Ooh, that's that's I, I would say like uh that's the mid evolution version of uh of uh <laughs> yerba <of that>. mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I guess the base form would be like lime in its actual form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yerba mate is a <laughs> is an Argentinian tea, you know. <laughs> yeah, natural progression. Yeah, I need to get one of those mate straws. You know, Ooh. drinking your yerba mate. Yeah, 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 and the weird cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you also carry around like a little thermos mm-hmm. to like add your hot water to it. Delicious. Oh yeah, one of those people. I, they had those in Bolivia, and they also had coca leaves, which we don't have here. Oh but no, that'd be cool <laughs> if you had coca leaves. Just chew them. <laughs> Yeah. I think people would take them like way too far. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean, Quentin? What, what Legalize <laughs> cocaine. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we should actually. Um, yeah, Quentin, what are you drinking? Uh, same beer as I had like the last pod. I got the Common Space October Lager. Very nice. Very nice. I think I've uh, adjusted to the taste of it. Hell yeah! Very nice. Adjusted. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well. Uh, Tim, this was a gross movie, so uh, thanks for picking it. <laughs> well, you're welcome. So um, while we were in South Carolina, Clara's dad recommended this film to me um, because he heard we were talking about food movies. So uh, he's like, oh, you need to check out The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. Full title. And um, Helen Mirren's in it. Michael Gambon's in it. Tim Roth's in it. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, I like those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was just going in blind. I had no idea what this movie was about. And uh, it's about, you know, those people in the title. Um, I'll, should I just do like a little plot recap where you guys want to yeah, mention go for it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, like, um, so it's uh, Michael Gambon. He talks a lot in this movie, guys, right? He, he talks a lot. He um, definitely has the most lines at anyone, for sure. He, he yeah. tries a lot of French. Yeah, poison. Poison. It's it's poison. It's poison. Um, and uh, so he's this gangster, and he like buys a French restaurant, uh, and um, he's like uh, has a, he's a bore. He's he's gross. He like chews with his mouth open, and um, burps into he has the mic. Po- <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you turned your mic away when you burped. <laughs> Yeah, and he and he, he like uh, has his poor wife Helen Mirren, who like puts up with all the shit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's like this nerd reading a book, and he hooks up <laughs> Helen Mirren and this nerd hook up, uh, 
and have an affair in the restaurant behind Michael Gambon's back, which is yeah. pretty saucy. And, and uh, yeah, uh, Helen Mirren has like a, a later in the movie, she's like, oh, it, it makes more sense to do it right under his nose. He'll never suspect it. It's like, I don't know if that's how that works, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole movie, like, um, it's a little surreal. Like, it's all, like, done on, like, sound stages. Yeah. And um, have these weird, like, sort of, kind of, get, like, Delicatessen kind of reminded me. Like, kind of similar vibe. Very sort of stylized, Very shadowy. intense lighting. Very crazy yeah. costumes. The guy that did the costumes for the movie is Jean-Paul Gaultier, who is a fashion that, yeah. designer. Um, and so it's very, like, 80s haute couture. Um, and everyone's all like dressed up to the nines all the time. Um, yeah, all, I, I think we mentioned a little bit like things that we wanted to talk about. And I think like the, the spaces and like all the sets are very like, that's at least what really drew my eye. Like yeah. each of the sets has its own specific color mm-hmm. and look to it. Yeah. Like the restaurant is all red. The bathrooms are all white. Uh, the kitchens is kind of like dreary and a little bit of like oranges and greens and then the outside world is just filled with dogs that mm-hmm. eat raw meat and yeah, it's eat like each blacks, other. <laughs> and blacks and browns and and like heavy mm-hmm. shadows. Yeah, and those are kind of like just the main kind of settings that you see throughout the whole movie, and mm-hmm. uh, you really get like kind of a feel for the world, mm-hmm. even though yeah. you see such a small slice of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, it it feels like a stage show as well because often there's like it's done in the style of like fourth wall where like you're looking into the room and like, there's always Mm -hmm. like, it's the camera's like panning uh, or not panning tracking back and forth um, throughout the scenes, um, which I thought was really cool. And uh, also um, they say later that black is the color of death and that's why black food is the most expensive um, because Mm -hmm. people like to eat death. (laughs) (laughs) Caviar. I think yeah. yeah. Oh, he says something Black very truffles. poetic Black truffles about and caviar. caviar. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's life eggs. and death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Black eggs. Yes. Um, yeah. This it's it's hard to describe this movie by going through the plot because it all just sort of happens all at once. Um, like it is sort of not stream of consciousness, but it is like a it's a stage play, and so and it's like it all takes place in the same area with in all the same kind of scenes and shots so it's it's kind of hard to differentiate them um but it's it's gorgeous i I really liked how it looked um and the performances are incredible but it is like quentin said it's it's kind of gross (laughs) um especially like the movie kicks off with uh michael gambon like rubbing like i don't know if it's dog shit or it might be human shit on on a person i don't know and then pissing on him yeah, and then he pisses on him. He's like, "Let me give you a drink." <laughs> is it is it the previous? Is it like his previous chef or something? I don't know. It might have been. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's, it's gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, just if you if you don't like watching people eat, especially like with their hands and like with and talking with an uh, with food in their mouths, like this is not the movie for you. Um, because it's very like, bah, 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 bah. you know, yeah. uh, Michael Gambon's character reminded me of uh, like the incredibly huge, gin- ginormous dude, uh, the fat guy from Monty Python, and yeah. like 
meaning of life, I think. Hwefarthin. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, get me a bucket, that guy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, although Michael Gambon was like the smaller version of that guy. He also, and I, I apologize, uh, but he reminded me of Tony Soprano, um, both be- just because he was this sort of like gourmand gangster um and there's there's shots where uh michael gambon he looks like like james gandolfini with a beard in some of the area uh in some parts of the movie um but uh yeah it's do either of you guys want to attempt to try to do his uh accent that he does in this movie albert spicker um yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) (laughs) I did not run over that bicyclist, and he should not charge me £55,000 for the damages. (laughs) Uh, I gotta send you that picture. It's it's a great picture of him in the tabloids. Oh my god. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. But anyways... Yeah, if you want to read like about his personal life on Wikipedia, you'll find some wild things about there. <laughs> like he married, he had an affair with a woman thirty years his younger who bore wow. his child that he like I don't think talked about for like a long time. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, shit. that's that's neither here nor there. Like, check that out on his Wikipedia page if you got time. <laughs> he is a, um, a tour de force. <laughs> this, this documentary about dinner with Michael Gambon. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is also, a true story based on his life. <laughs> I think this movie, all it was missing was, um, you know, the Droogs from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. He's essentially like the leader of the... He's like, um, what's his name, you know? Alex? Is it... Michael... Yeah. Uh, was it? McDowell or something? McDowell, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Andy McDowell? I think that's his name. Yeah. The guy from the, all the Halloween movies that Rob Zombie <laughs> loves. Um, but yeah, he, he's essentially, like his main droog is, uh, or main gangster is um, Tim Roth. Um, yeah. yeah. Who, he's kind of this like dumb, like guy who kind of just does whatever the boss says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess it's played up for kind of comedic effects that like all the gangsters like sit at his table and they have no manners and he's always scolding them about, you know, like how to Don't eat smoke at the table. Exactly, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think, like Jackson was saying, like it's it's not it, there's not much of a plot per se. It's it's more like kind of character driven. So you yeah. have these like weird characters, such as like um, this like choir boy who cleans dishes. Yeah. Um, My who plays a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He sings like an angel, and he yeah. cleans the dishes. <laughs> it's very strange. also uh, the shirtless cook in the kitchen. I loved it. Oh, it's yeah, so right. good. <laughs> Um, he looked like Malakili, the, uh, the Rancor, <laughs> the Rancor trainer from, oh my God, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, and yeah, he's just this like hairy, hairy saucier, um, <laughs> with a ponytail and like wears a necklace. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, and, uh, yeah, the chef is played by Richard, uh Boyer, who is a famous French actor um and he plays Richard Borst the uh the head chef of Lollande um and he's he's just sort of like 
he fucking hates Michael Gambon for taking over this restaurant that he runs, this like experimental cool French restaurant that he runs. And um, he's like, gives his, all of his best meals to Helen Mirren, uh, Georgina Spica, um, Albert's wife who hates him. Um, and the, you, the, the, the way that the, the two, the lovers get together is that they sort of they notice they notice each other in the restaurant and they notice that the chef is giving them the same meals, um, so they have the same taste, um, which is. But like for the first uh, thirty minutes, they don't talk to each other at all. Yeah, yeah, they're just they just sort of like raw animal like instincts start going at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, um, yeah. eventually, um, you know, Michael Gambon kind of catches on to their little like you know exchanging of looks and sort of forces him to join him at his table and like kind of gets him to explain who he is and explains that he, um, he, he says he works as a gynecologist. He's a gynecologist. But, um, he actually works at like a book depository. Yeah. Um, but that sort of like opens up, uh, we learned that his name, what, what's his name again? Michael. Michael. Michael yeah. Michael. Um, that Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I guess, yeah. Michael Gambon feels very insecure and threatened by this man. I never, so. I never thought of Michael as a Jewish name. Uh, my dad's name is Michael. Um, where the uh, his his mom named him that because uh, or changed his name to that. His original birth certificate was something else. Um, changed his name to my uh, Michael because she thought his original name was uh, his his original first name was not Catholic enough. Um, so I don't, I've, I've never thought of Michael as a Jewish name, but, um, I guess it is. It's so a, did he change it to Michelangelo? <laughs> that's even more Catholic. Um, even more Italian, but no, it's, uh, Michael is the name that they changed it to. Um, right. so yeah, it, I'm not going to say what it is cause that's, I don't know if it's private, but, um, of course anyway, uh, yeah, it's like. It's such a weird, I guess it's an Old Testament name, <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely more Jewish than Albert. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like Michael Gambon's character in this movie talks a big game and kind of like, <laughs> he was started saying like, uh, all the, all the greatest leaders like seafood and he's mm-hmm. like, Hitler, Hitler yeah. like oysters. It looked like clams. It was like clams. <laughs> Mussolini liked squid. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of his his guys like calls him out on that. Like, you're just making this up. And he's like, fuck like, No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the dynamic between Michael Gambon and uh, the chef. Because like, he's like the only one who just like does not put up with him. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, you are full of shit and I don't like you. So I'm going to, I'm going to feed you like a baby. Uh, here's your here's your bland food um, because you're not adventurous, and I'm gonna serve your wife what I want to serve. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's pretty good. And it, yeah, it's just like because like throughout the mo- most of the movie, he kind of ha- sits in this position of power, like you know, surrounded by all his goons and beating up people and clients at the the restaurant. Um, but like for some reason, he just does not touch the chef because he knows, like you know, yeah, I can't really do anything to you because you're the he one can, feeding me all the time. He can poison you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first, the, in the first scene, so they roll up, they, they rub shit on that guy, 
Um, but he also rolls up with two vans full of food um, and, and ingredients. And he's like, hey, I brought you some good meat and fish. Um, and the chef is like, no, I will not. Uh, I don't know where it came from. This is this could be horseshit. I don't I don't know what it is. Um, and he like can't do anything about it. And they just leave it out there for a week. And like more and more dogs are like hanging out around the um, hanging out around the around the trucks. And eventually the police get called um, because it smells so bad in the alley. Um, and uh, and they're like, where are these pigs fucking crawling around? Um <laughs> But one thing I, I really liked about the movie was uh, the way that it structures the time. Uh, so each of the yeah. dates, it's a very kind of, uh, if you're familiar with like Wes Anderson, just like these inserts of these very decorated and well-crafted um, just signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's always like menus of like the daily meal or whatever, along with like actual ingredients decorated on top of it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They so look like I those, think it's, um, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do, do you guys ever, my, my mom had these calendars uh in the kitchen growing up that were all like it was ingredients for every time of the year and they looked like that but on a menu um no but i really like that because uh you know as consumers we should really be be paying attention to what is in season rather than just you know buying the same type of produce that maybe doesn't always come from um america in the sense of uh you know keeping a Mm -hmm. smaller carbon footprint yeah and uh American isolation is kind of you. <laughs> we're gonna. You guys know yeah. what I mean, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're first, right? It's we're <laughs> no. <laughs> we're uh, no, <laughs> the way that we live is not sustainable. Um, yep. And we should yes, yep. and we should maybe try to to eat local and, and seasonal um, a mm-hmm. lot more than we do. I Facts. agree. Yeah. And also, when you're planting your lawn, plant some native plants. Yeah. And and native vegetables, maybe you could grow some vegetables. Natural grass prairie. Come on, guys. Keep it safe for pollinators. Mm-hmm. Kale, kale um, your yard is a is a or no it's um shard your yard uh, is a thing uh here in the here in the twin cities where uh you contact this organization and they give you they give you uh leafy green seeds to plant in your yard um so it's not just grass uh and it's oh, awesome nice. it's a really cool initiative um, i love that yeah um oh i wanted to say like a lot of this movie to me like they had that big old like baroque painting in the background of or yes, uh, what there's like a Dutch painting. It's a Dutch master's painting, I believe it is. A, it's a Rembrandt or something like that. Yeah, a lot of this movie, like especially with the food and like the the ornate um, like piles of food, look like still lifes to me. Yes, and like absolutely. the inserts, like when, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like really, the, really cool, and like how the costumes change colors yeah. when they go from room to room, like especially my favorite, Helen Mirren's dresses. Oh yes, my favorite part, my favorite set was uh, it's I believe it's Friday, um, and it's like the pheasants, um, and it's like it's the bird night, and there's just piles and piles of these dead birds or whatever on these tables, and there's just like goosenecks like hanging off of the tables. It's like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was doing a little reading about the director, um, and he apparently is well known for his, uh, for his cinematography and formalism in the form of, he tends to frame things like a still life painting or like a portrait. Um, and he uses Renaissance and Baroque 
paintings as as references a lot of the time for how he frames shots um and it's it's very very noticeable in this movie um and even to the point of him having a dutch masters painting in the background um but it's it's really cool um but what's sad is like um he like goes on about like oh this place needs more gold in the interior yeah he's so tacky he wants to redesign the the place and he's like it needs more gold and that painting that you guys are talking about like ends up on the street just like mm-hmm. in a like next to it, like an abandoned like you know warehouse surrounded oh, by like feral that. dogs yeah mm. <laughs> yeah and then also i like he's like it needs more gold it it should be what about blue like <laughs> like it's red so <laughs> why not make it blue <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then like uh his guy like he buys all this like shitty silverware the, yeah. the chef's just like, like this is bad. <laughs> he just fucking rips it in like half. Yeah. yeah, his uh, his goons, Albert Spica's goons, uh, like lift some silverware off of some guy, and it's this gaudy gold shit with red handles, and he brings it to the chef, and he's like, "This is terrible," <laughs> and he just mm-hmm. rips it in half. Um, and I think that something that people don't think about a lot is the ambiance and the feeling of a restaurant when you go in. Um, and there is something to say about like a hole in the wall with flickering lights or whatever, and like amazing food that you would never have guessed it would, would have been there. But that's, that's a different thing from a fine dining restaurant where they've been like thinking about exactly how to serve this food for decades and like how, how it, how it looks on the plate and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, people people tend to not think about that kind of thing, especially tacky guys like Albert. Um, <laughs> so, and I know we've uh, clowned on this guy a bit, but um, we should mention that like the dude's like a straight up just like you know he's a sexual predator. Oh, he's like, fucking horrible. He, yeah, he abuses oh, yeah. his wife physically and sexually. Um, Helen Mirren like at one point like kind of recounts like the kind of horrors that he inflicts upon her. Um, and she's had like three miscarriages. Um, I don't know if that's like a direct result of like the trauma that he inflicts on her, but, um, she mentions that, um, and he gets like really offended at her kind of sharing this information, Mm -hmm. like to the restaurant kind of in front of her, his goons. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's also like just a very fragile male. Um, yes. Like before, like, I think we really were like kind of talking about like, you know, the fragility of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on full display here. Totally, yeah. Like, yeah, 30 years ago, this was... Uh, Michael Gammon was the portrait of fragile fragile masculinity, uh, toxic mas- masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, he's just a jealous abuser, um, and he's absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, and he, he plays it so well. It comes very naturally to <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah um allegedly to me wild kind of thinking about that and like him playing like dumbledore that this like character we always like associate with like oh he's so friendly and like he cares about us you know mm-hmm. well he's a, he's an actor he's 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 good at his job i guess no totally <laughs> oh definitely um yeah um yeah. so uh to, to get back to sort of some of the plot, I think that um, we could talk about how, of course, like the lovers have been found out um, by like other dinner guests who are mad at Michael Gambon's characters. Sp- uh, like this lady sees her 
and the and the dude like having sex in a closet or something um, mm-hmm. in the kitchen and uh, and uh, you know tr- to try to get one up on Michael Gambon's character she tells uh, tells him like oh I saw I saw your wife with the bookworm over there um, and he like flies into a rage and like starts like tearing up the whole restaurant like looking for her he yeah. jabs her face with a fork oh yes. my god yeah it's horrible <laughs> yeah he, he, he does a fork stab and yep. <laughs> um yeah and i think uh the idea is that she's like supposed to be uh, a prostitute right yes yeah um she's she's one of his goons quote-unquote girlfriends um mm-hmm. who's who's just kind of there along for the ride um to, to make him she, she thinks she better. has like all this like great power and then it's it all quickly dissipates yeah. when immediately she gets stabbed in her face <laughs> exactly yeah oh my <sighs> god yeah and then um yeah, that was intense like this was supposed to be a dark comedy <laughs> that's what it <laughs> says in the description of the movie yeah, um, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a comedy in the theatrical sense. Um, yeah, but like the divine comedy. Yes, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of comedy in there, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe if you're dying of smallpox in 1650, um, which this this play or this this movie is is loosely based on a Jacobian play, according to Wikipedia, called uh, Tis Pity She's a Ooh. Um, that's my um, that's my interpretation of it. It's sort yeah. of like, um, you know, how in Shakespeare it was either like, a, it was a comedy or a tragedy, you know? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. a tragedy, I guess, would be uh, like counted if every character died. Yeah. Not every character dies in this. <laughs> so that's what makes it a comedy. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I guess since Helen Mirren gets like the final say, that uh, and she she doesn't have a good ending, but she goes she, full Joker mode. Oh, she gets she gets Joker <laughs> Jokerified. Sicko mode. She goes sicko yeah, mode. Sicko mode. Oh um, my god. I want to say like I appreciate that like Helen Mirren um, is like very like is like her sexuality and like her attractiveness is like you know, it's not, um, portrayed as like something gross. Cause she's not like exactly like, you know, her hot, like in her young twenties, like she's kind of like in her late to early, uh, late thirties, maybe early forties. Um, yeah. She was, she was in her forties when this was filmed. Um, which is pretty incredible to have like a woman appear fully nude in a movie in her forties. Uh, mm-hmm. like that just mm-hmm. does not happen uh nowadays yes thank you for articulating this better than me (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay um uh yeah olivia and i were talking about that last night like it is so cool that she's allowed to be sexy and like be a middle-aged woman um and like which just isn't allowed anymore um and something that i've been seeing come up a lot recently is this sort of desexification of movies and hollywood in general um and this is i mean this came out 30 years ago um so it's it's quite different the the climate was quite different but it's it's in direct opposition to that or what what we're seeing right now um because you see a an older woman get to be get to be sexy on screen uh which is very cool mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely she owns her sexiness and in the i want to say the final scene 
uh, her final costume is just downright amazing. Um, oh, yeah. She has like a waitress carrying this giant black train for her, um, and, and she's it's, in it's really uh, John Paul Gaultier dress, which yeah. is like this corset, but it's like it looks like straps and stuff. It's like kind of like with cutouts and stuff. Um, um, yeah, yeah. She she like runs around uh, around the restaurant and like the <laughs> the waitress has to like follow her around. It's <laughs> with with the train. Um, hold on, I'm gonna go get a spider. Uh, I'll be right. All right. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert: she also has a gun. So that that's <laughs> what makes it even better. Um, yeah. Should we get to the point where uh, the lovers have been kind of found out, and Michael Gambon is uh, just destroying the restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Um, the chef um, helps them escape into one of the the trucks Quentin mentioned earlier that's full of rotten like pig meat. Um, yeah, like, there's just maggots everywhere. It's, it's disgusting. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and they're naked also because they were like in the mi- middle of you know getting it on before. Um, yeah, he sort of like gets in a in a rage. Mm-hmm. And then it, it really like draws a parallel between uh, like animal meat and human meat. It's like all there <laughs> together in one, and maybe foreshadowing for poor Michael in the future. But excuse me, I have to, I have to burp. Excuse me. Okay, I'll, I'll take it over. Um, so, yeah, they uh, run over to, uh, I guess, Michael's place, which is, um, I guess he lives in, like, a pretty fancy, like, kind of apartment. Or it's, like, a very, like, kind of bohemian kind of living space where there's no tables. It's only it's only books on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, like those, like, um, TikTok, like, people that are like, I have such an interesting living space where all I have are things on the floor. It's just <laughs> nothing but books and, and a $20,000 my... chair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he look yeah, it, it's very male living space. Um, <laughs> I would say it's above male living space. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. Um, no, he lives, he lives in the book depository. Um, okay. and he has like a whole like skyline view of yeah. the city. Um, yeah. and I guess it's supposed to be somewhere in England, but it's sort of like, London. like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like a it, neighborhood in London. Yeah. And it's sort of like the, a clockwork orange where it's like a kind of not too distant, dystopian future where like kind of street gangs run the city yeah it's 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 very delicatessen in that way like it's it's like definitely like present day or or near future but it's like slightly different um Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so Um, the the lovers escape but then um uh the uh the young soprano boy who sings opera um gets caught by Michael Gambon and, and the, and the droogs and, uh, <laughs> is interrogated on where he, ha- where the lovers are. And they he's, find he's bringing bo- them food. What do they, what do they feed the, the little boy, Tim? Uh, his belly button. What did they say? Button. They start with the, the buttons from his shirt, but then oh, they, then they it, get to the belly button. Oh or, God. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, results in him getting to the hospital. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, they find a book from the bo- depository, and they like, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So uh, Helen Mirren leaves to like visit the little kid in the in the hospital, mm-hmm. and um, with the chef, this is with ha- the chef, with le chef. Mm-hmm. And um, while this is happening, uh, Michael Gambon and the boys are like uh, torturing um, Michael to death. Uh, by feeding him pages about uh, the French Revolution, um, yeah, 
So they, Tim Roth uses a wooden spoon to stuff pages down his throat. Um, and, uh, and they pretty kill gruesome. him. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty gruesome. Yeah. And then, oh, Michael Gambon was, oh, and I, this is important. His, uh, when he was in his rage in the restaurant, he was running around saying that he's going to eat Michael, that he's going to mm-hmm. kill him and eat him. Yeah. So, um, he has proclaimed thus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, and, Interesting. uh, so then Helen Mirren gets back to the apartment and finds Michael and is kind of in shock and she's talking to him and saying that how she wants to have a nice, you know, wake up the next morning and kiss him and have breakfast and, uh, yeah, so she goes to sleep next to his, his corpse and in the morning, <laughs> uh, is disappointed that he is still dead. Um, did you guys think he was going to come back to life say the least olivia was like oh is there some kind of uh magical realism in this and i was like i I don't think so i don't think it's gonna (laughs) be like that i i thought maybe he would be like a ghost sort of but uh yeah or like he might talk back to her in but like it's just her imagination maybe Mm. um but um yeah so she in her just distressed uh, state goes to the chef and begs him to cook michael and and (laughs) yeah she wants him to cook the man and she's like sort of she yeah like uh she's jokerified she's totally jokerified she's like kind of (laughs) nutty um she's like what would taste best Woo! yeah it's a real um you know good for her moment yeah 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 it's it's honestly like kind of you have to go through this well and she's like she's trying to convince the chef to like cook and like cook michael and he's like no i will not um and then he's like no i will not cook cook him for you to eat him and she's like wait no 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 no. i want you to cook him so albert will eat him and he's like okay yeah yeah cool uh she's like she's like She's like, no, she tries to give him $10,000 first, and then he's like, yeah. no, 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 put away your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I will cook him for free, because <laughs> fuck that piece of shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then we have uh, the next Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Friday the restaurant after next. says closed for a special event. Yeah. And Michael Gambon has to time- come in. Oh, I have to, I have to ask for permission to come into my own restaurant. <laughs> and uh, this guy's like a very donald trump character huh huh yeah hmm no that's a good point yeah yeah talk about um, that more tim no i'm kidding yeah, um. yeah uh, <laughs> he's like uh you know like thinks like this is what refinery is you know yeah. lots of gold and it's i mean yeah donald trump's not an original character I was thinking the other day about, like, how, um, I think, was it, like, whatever uh, basketball team or um, football team he invited to the White House? uh, The Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, the Golden... It might have been... Yeah, for some reason, I thought about it was, like, a college team he invited to the the White House, and all they ate was, like, McDonald's. Oh, yes. So that was was the Clemson... (laughs) I thought you were talking about the Golden State Warriors (laughs) refusing to come. It, yes, it was Clemson uh, college football team won the national championship, and he <laughs> and instead of and I think what was like wild about it was like there was like such like um, 
you know, disregard for like kind of, you know, the civility of like, oh, I'm visiting the president. Like some of the guys were just like kind of showed up in like hoodies and like wearing yeah. like AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> like just grabbing yeah. like burgers and stuff. <laughs> just just cold Arby's beef and cheddars. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm obsessed with Donald Trump's fast food because like Mr. Oh, Trump, yeah. Mr. Trump, the reporter, like Mr. Trump, which, which do you like better? Do you like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's? And he says, I like it all. It's great American food. <laughs> I also I like so his all. his favorite thing to eat from McDonald's is what he calls the fish delight, which is the, <laughs> it's what he calls the fillet of fish. Um, the fish delight. Yeah, he calls it the fish delight, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is like it's so fun. Like he he doesn't know what it's called. He just like yeah, give me a fish delight, um, and. Someone has to order. He thinks it costs twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this is the best fillet of fish fillet of fish I've ever had. Mm, delicious Alaskan pollock. Yeah. So um, that um, that one YouTube channel I watch um, that does like the ordinary sausage, like turns foods yeah. into sausage. He did a McDonald's one recently where it was called like the Land, Air, and Sea. Oh, um, yep. Saw that. So yep. he took a you know a quarter pounder, a fillet of fish, and a McChicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, and put that all in the grinder together, and uh, ate it. <laughs> Didn't turn out good. No. <laughs> no, I've had I've I've done the land sea and air burger before. I've ordered all three of those and put them together. Um, but uh, and no, it was cut out. But um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. You want to? Oh, it <laughs> tell was fine. What, how it, it was? It was, it was it was it was it was pretty gross, but like you know whatever. <laughs> it was just combining a bunch of McDonald's shit. It all tasted the same, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't uh, they don't cook up a fish delight for uh, Albert Spica. Um, the the entire kitchen staff and everyone that he's wronged comes out of the kitchen in like a funeral procession, carrying on a board Albert's roasted corpse or sorry Michael's roasted corpse like a spit roasted uh pig Hun- his arms are, <laughs> arms are crossed over himself and his little like dingling down a water slide <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah he's on one of those plastic mats um but he's uh and his little dingling is is just hanging out and um mm-hmm. It's uh, God. It is a it is a bizarre, bizarre, horrible image, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he just becomes absolutely enraged and disgusted, and tries to pull a gun, gets disarmed, and mm-hmm. gets sat back down, and the gun goes to goes to Georgina. She forces him to take a bite, um, and as he takes his first bite, he he gets shot in the head. And uh, catch him in the fucking face. Falls backwards. Wasted. (laughs) Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Let's get it. I'm obsessed with that. That's what I was. That's what I was singing Uh, because I I just heard that. And when she got shot, I was like, "Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. (laughs) Let's get this shit." Oh gosh. yeah, so that was uh, you know. and then curtains close. Curtains. Oh yeah, it literally ends like a play where the curtains close. But the uh, the final there is like a final shot of the the restaurant and uh, lights on 
on three of the faces in in the baroque painting um mm-hmm. and that's uh i don't know who those guys are supposed to be so that was not a rembrandt painting i, I looked it up it's a um it is a god uh, <laughs> god damn it let's see it is um it is the banquet of the officers of the saint george militia company in 1616 by franz halls um, Halls. yeah yeah those those militias those city militias guys like I, I don't think they did any real fighting. They it, it was just like a club where they could mm-hmm. like have dinners and get painted and like show off their gear and hey. stuff. And they would just all like, it's like a bros night. It's like they would <laughs> hang out away from the wife, you know, yeah, yeah. just with your a boys. Gentle, a gentleman's club. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, that was the, the, sh- the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. Um, so thank you, uh, Mr. Riley for your recommendation. Um, I, I mean, I liked it, so it was, it was cool. It was like, what, like 90 minutes sort of? Right oh now? yeah. No, it's it two cool hours. 90 minutes or it's a, oh, well, shit. it's two hours with commercials if you're watching on Peacock. Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah. No, I, it uh, was, it was a long one. <laughs> Okay, um, I I did take but, a break to uh, eat eat some lunch halfway and then came back to it. Um, nice, but yeah, um, you guys, what do you guys think? Like final ratings? Yeah, let's do it. Um, last week we didn't say what our rating system is. Do we? Uh, are are we just dropping that from the format, or uh, how do you guys want to do it? Uh, Mr. Uh, I need to keep by the rules. You can explain the rules of how this works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I was just wondering. Um, no, no, no. But it, we, we have a rating I definitely think we should, we should mention that. And um, it, it's, it's several tiered and, 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 very, and very complex. Um, but at, yes. at our highest tier is I'd like to speak to the chef. Um, and we've only given that to one movie. And that movie is Quentin. That movie is Le Chef. Le Chef. Um, below that we have all have what they're having or all have what Phil's having. Um, below that we have three Yelp stars below that we have, I'll take it to go. And below that we have, uh, uh, check, please. Check, check please. please. Um, and below that we have our lowest rating, which is Dine and Dash, which we've only given to one movie. And that movie is waiting starring everyone's least favorite Canadian Ryan Reynolds. Um, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, and I guess I can go first. Uh, I really liked this movie, but uh, it was kind of gross and it was kind of long. Um, and I, I don't think I will ever watch it again. But if there is ever like a stage production of it anywhere, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Um, I will definitely go and see it because I think that would be really interesting. Um, okay, but I think I lightning round. Also, I want to add to that. Uh, also add your favorite Canadian at the end of this. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it three Yelp stars and Neil Young. Okay. Very well. I, you didn't have to speed up. I just wanted your favorite Canadian as the lightning oh, round. You can keep well, it, talking about why you loved it or it's... didn't love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Neil Young. Neil Young gets a, right. I'd like to speak to the chef, but all right, Tim, also your rating and your favorite Canadian. Okay. I will say I really like this. Um, I would recommend it to people who like films. Um, if you liked, uh, if you like a 24, you'll like this movie. <laughs> um, and, 
I will I will say I'm I'm like maybe like a really high three Yelp stars, because I not I, not everybody will like this movie, um, but I will I will give it a, a very high three Yelp stars almost uh, I'll have what they're having, and then favorite Canadian um, for some reason it's very hard for me to remember real Canadians but I will say Logan or James Howlett. Wolverine. Is <laughs> That's my a real Canadian. Canadian. That's a good one. That's a yeah. real Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. I will agree with Tim. I really like this movie, but it's. I can't recommend it to everybody. Um, that being said, for my own personal taste, I would give this. Uh, I'll have what Phil's having. I think it's just like we really classed up the joint uh, when we decided mm-hmm. to review this last movie. The- I can think that really kind of did that was maybe I don't know. My dinner with Andre. <laughs> yeah, like this, this compared to Beer Fest, <laughs> like different <laughs> different galaxies, <laughs> very different. Uh, yeah, so totally, we uh, really classed up the joint with this one. Um, so thank you for that, Mister uh, Riley, for that. Um, you know, we need that every once in a while to humble us. Um, and I will say, my favorite Canadian, it's a tie between Nardwar and Alfonso Davies. Mm, from nice. Bayern Munich. Good, good choices, both of them. Mm-hmm. I'll recommend. But yeah, we got we got a bit of time. We can we can keep bantering or meandering. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I uh, uh, I'm back in New Orleans, so like things are sort of slowly getting back open. And once yeah. um, we pulled into the driveway a few nights ago, and then I was walking the dog just around the block, and then I see this guy, and it's like, hi. And he just turns to me and is like, any bars open? And it's like, uh, I don't know. I literally just got home, but it, it, there was a hurricane, so things are kind of closed right now. Um, but, uh, That's fantastic. Actually, we, the bar at the, the Saint, the famous Saint in New Orleans, is open now. Just everybody knows. It opened nice. like yesterday. So things are slowly getting back uh, open. So. Great. Establishing... Uh, normalcy after a hurricane by selling more hurricanes on bourbon street hell yeah oh yeah oh her oh uh yeah like bourbon streets like had power for like the longest time which like, is so fucked the up first uh, <laughs> yeah let's let's cater to the tourists and yeah, yeah it's not like there's tourists here there's like barely anybody here right now yeah it's horrible um my so my parents um they go down to new orleans once a year to visit their friends who live uh, who, who live right across the bridge or whatever. Um, not quite in the city, but, um, very close. And they, um, they had a little going away party for them cause they actually moved down there this year. Um, and my dad, my parents were hosting and my dad was trying to figure out the best way to make hurricanes at home. And he looked up a recipe online and it had all this fucking wild shit that I've never heard of in a hurricane before. A hurricane is literally just like rum, uh, grenadine passion fruit puree and uh and like sour mix and that's it like and like his shit had like amaretto and gin and like it was like what the fuck are you even and like i had to i i had to like put him on the correct course and like so he didn't have to fucking buy 50 dollars worth of weird liquor um but yeah it was uh a a well-made Hurricane is a fantastic tiki adjacent drink. I, I really love I really love a hurricane. Um, yeah, but 
Yeah. Last time I had a, a hurricane, I was, uh, which I recommend, uh, me and my brother were going to Preservation Hall. And uh, so we're standing in line drinking hurricanes, which is great. We saw the famous Kermit Ruffins and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Cool. Um, so that was awesome. Good, that good memories with hurricanes. Very New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can't say I've ever had one. Ooh. It is, a, it is a fruity, rummy delight, uh, which is, those are my two favorite things in a cocktail. Um, yeah, but I know there, those are also like, uh, when I was uh, living in Vegas, um, we w- uh, Tiana and I went to uh, a Top Golf, which was oh, a fun yeah. experience. Uh, if you have an opportunity to go to like one of those kind of driving ranges, those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but like, I think the place that we went to was like right next to, I think MGM um, and it was like right next to like where their pool area was. And it was just like a gnarly kind of just everybody like getting too close together, drinking hurricanes and the three foot whale bones or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like at a certain point we were like trying to exit through the casino and we were like, Oh, I wonder if there's anywhere to walk through here. So we go through the back of the casino and there's like nothing. It's just like industrial like (laughs) construction and whatnot and we see this guy he's not wearing any shoes he's just got on like his like trunks on and he looks very drunk and he's like hold the door hold the door because the back of the casino was like locked from the outside oh jesus and somehow he wandered outside and was trying to get back in incredible (laughs) and you'll be happy to know i let him in nice and so he started walking in into the casino floors on the carpeted floors barefoot just trunks uh looked very dehydrated and sunburned (laughs) Quinton, you let in a no face. That was a no face. <laughs> now they're going to have to deal with that. And, yeah, uh, that's fine. He's probably going <laughs> to offer me tons of gold. <laughs> uh, man. All right, I think we, we killed enough time. We can talk about plugs. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check us out. Uh, Foobies Podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jax Rebo, J-A-X-R-E-B-O. Um, and I'm going to plug, oh, God damn it. I had time to think about this, but I didn't think of, oh, you know what? I'm going to plug a place called Dusty's here in the cities. Um, it's in, it's in Northeast. Um, and it is by the old, uh, by the old grain belt factory. Um, and they're known for a thing that they call Dago's. And Dago's are burgers made with uh, Italian sausage meat. Um, And they are so fucking good. And, like, the regular old Dago has uh, roasted peppers and onions on it. Um, And it's just, it's fantastic. And on, I believe, on Fridays or Saturdays, they have a meat raffle. Um, And it is a, it is a very, it's, it's just a great place to be. Um, and something that I love about bars in Minneapolis is pull tabs, um, which is just basically like adult tic-tac-toe, um, where you, uh, gamble, you, you buy a couple of these like pieces of paper that have these things that you pull off the back, you rip them off and you see if they match up to the things on the front. And if they do, you win money. Uh, and it's great. It's, it's like scratch offs plus tic-tac-toe. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, check out, check out Dusty's Bar and Dago's. Have you won any money off of these? Never won any money. I've, I've put (laughs) lots of money into them. Never won any money from a, from a pull tab. Um, Not yet. 
but I and I also have not won anything from a meat raffle. But I'm working on it. Not yet. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Dusty's. Sweet. Tim, uh, would you like you to go next? Yes. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Picante Pikachu. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll invite you if you want to. Tim, Tim Dimmick. Uh, sometimes I post cool pictures uh, on Instagram. And um, because we were talking about hurricanes and Jackson mentioned tiki bars, I will plug a tiki bar I actually went to last year called Portside Lounge here in New Orleans. Um, they might, they're not open yet, but they will be soon. And uh, they had like sur- a bunch of surf rock bands come through one time. That was really cool. Um, and yeah, get a hurricane. Come, come down to New Orleans when it's open again. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, Tim. Um, don't forget, you can write into the podcast and you can tell us a movie to watch if, if you're so inclined to write to us. Yeah. Uh, so the email to write to us is whoviepodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'll plug my Twitter, which is at Chino Latino Q. You can see me post about my sneaker L's. Very, <laughs> very rare wins. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will plug a restaurant I went to um, because this is a movie with fine dining. I went to a very nice um, steakhouse, though I did not eat any meat, um, but went for a friend's birthday uh, who actually narrates the intro to this podcast. So happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Bennett. Uh, nice. So thank you for inviting me. Had a great dining experience at the Arroyo Chop House. Ooh, um, nice. I've heard of it. Yes, tomato and burrata is just, you know, sets off uh, all the gears in my head and just it's, goes. It is tomato season. Get, yes. Run out to your local f- farmer's markets, guys. Get that shit. Mm-hmm. Get those uh, those big tomatoes injected with uh, jellyfish DNA. <laughs> <laughs> mm, anyway. GMOs. Uh, yeah. Arroyo Chop House. All right. Sweet. Tim, take it GMO. Shout out GMOs. Shout out Tim. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, oh, real quick. I don't remember if it was on pod, but we were talking about sneakers and air maxes and these are the air maxes i was talking about these are the Sean, oh yeah those the are Sean those are like Spoons. those are like a, a k right there those are a classic oh, i yeah. sent a picture of that to my friend uh, and i was like oh what are these shoes because i saw neymar wore a pair and he's like buddy you can't afford those okay. <laughs> dude oh man i'd kill him. i'm a big fan of the uh of the eric costin air maxes they're extremely hard to find but they're like the S- nike sb air maxes they're so fucking cool um Anyway, well, let's. We don't have to talk about sneakers. We can do that next time. Right. Yeah. So we close out this for our podcast other podcast by uh, <laughs> yeah clinking our glasses and saying "provecho," which means uh, thank you for dining with us. On three, one, two, three. Provecho. Foovies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y.